This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios. House spelt the German way. But Millhouse, they haven't cured anything. Heart disease and world hunger are still rampant. Those do-gooders are all a bunch of pitiful losers. Every last one of them. Want results? You have to go to the Schwarzeneggers, the Stallones, and to a lesser extent, the Van Dams. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And we're back! Season 7! Season 7, where we will be... Yeah, absolutely right. My name is Greg. My name is Alan. And this is Two Bad Neighbors, the show where we exclusively talk about Mission Impossible movies. No, no, not again. (laughs) And we have a new guest on to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout. (laughs) It's Camille. (laughs) How awesome was that bass jumping scene? It was the most awesome. (laughs) Tom Cruise is president of the earth. <laughs> uh, it was all one take. That's insane. Yeah, I know. What I, an incredible piece of I, filmmaking. I didn't even clock it until the second time. <laughs> it's <was> just so <laughs> exhilarating. Uh, but this is Two Bad Neighbors, the encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. Once again, my name is Greg, and is my long-suffering co-host, Alan, <laughs> over there. That's me. <laughs> Jiminy Jillikers, this is fun. Yes, we're going to be talking about the season seven episode. Radio Man. Radioactive Man, stupid. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, I was supposed to hear that. Yes, Uh, you were. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is the second episode of The Simpsons' seventh season. We made it. It sure is, Greg. We made it. (laughs) We, uh, the, the, the training wheels came off at the finish line. Of season six. But now we're in seven, and which is thankfully a, a bit shorter. We got a brand new bike. Yeah. That's how that song goes. Is it goes. a motorbike? Papa's got a brand new bike. I've got a brand new bike and I'm going to ride it around the Bicycle. Block. Bicycle. <laughs> I thought we were playing mashup. Or I can't even tell. It was I didn't so, know it was, it was so smooth. <laughs> it was so seamless. That is a really good matchup. Thank you. I was singing the wrong lyrics to uh, the roller skates song. I was singing the right lyrics to a <laughs> Queen song. <laughs> the right right wing lyrics. Have uh, you been? So, <laughs> <laughs> how have you been, Greg? Oh. Because you had a summer. Oh God, damn! <laughs> did I ever have a summer? <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> For the listener, he did jazz hands while you said that. Yeah, like I did angry jazz, hands. jazz Angry hands. jazz hands. Uh, so uh, I'm home now, and it's um, this means we're going to be doing uh, more and more podcasts. Uh, this one definitely more on a regular basis than we did over the summer, as many of the listeners that we have know, whenever summer rolls around, I'm usually doing something stupid. And this <laughs> summer was no exception. Uh, <laughs> Take that, Fort Steele. <laughs> Here's you want to know something funny? Um, I was uh, as opposed to something just bland and forgettable. Um, I was uh, I was I was doing a work day at Fort Steele, and one of the guys, uh, one of the one of the guys who uh, works there, came up to me, and a really great guy actually named Billy comes up to me and is like, uh, "Heard you talking about Fort Steele on the podcast," and I was like. 
Oh, shit. No. <laughs> you weren't supposed to get that far. And that is why Greg is back. He was <laughs> fired. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Hi, Billy. What, that's why I'm back. Hi, Billy. If you're listening, it was thanks good. for it keeping was, Greg in tip-top shape. Yeah, thanks, Billy. It was uh, really good to get to know you. He's actually a really great guy. He yeah. lives on site at the fort. But you, can, like, you, tell, you can tell me what you really think of off mic. Oh, of Billy? Yeah. Oh, I will. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always keep him guessing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, yeah, no, so I'm I'm back, and it feels good. feels good to be home, finally. Reunited, and it feels okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I actually started putting some work into the basement today. I rearranged everything, feng shui'd it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a proper use of that term, but it's, uh, yeah, mm, no. Okay, oh. just <laughs> just moving furniture isn't. It's like it's a very specific. Uh, it's a science, Greg. Okay. So. Well, then I attempted to do that, but it feels right. better. Well, that's yeah. good. That's that's good. the first step. Good, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm having a good time with my basement now, and that's where we are. We're back in the basement, mm-hmm. um, and I believe we'll be down here for a while because we have a new roommate coming in. Let's not say who it is. It'd be a surprise. Want to be? Want to be a surprise? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just in case it falls through, or just <laughs> I just don't want to jinx it. Right. <laughs> you know. It's Bruce also Campbell. it's a celebrity, <laughs> and we're not allowed to say contractually. Yeah, it's true. It's Bruce <laughs> Would you be cool with that, Camille? Yes, obviously. <laughs> oh my goodness, your, your hair just stood on end. You <laughs> my cap flew up, and you were like, "Oh no, we're fixing the Gotta air fix conditioning." Gotta fix the air conditioning. Oh Waka yeah, Waka. let's talk about the worst joke in the entire episode. <laughs> Greg's least favorite joke that they somehow managed to do twice. twice. Yeah, I'm so the glad hats. they didn't go for three on that one because yeah, well, it's just garbage. That joke sucks. Pretty silly. It really starts this episode in a really bummer way for me, especially after the uh, entire, like, you know, uh, the differences are subtle, but many thing sure, yeah. or with radiation, dude, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, though? How about me? Yeah. How about you? How about me? Yeah. Uh, Got a haircut. I, sure. Yeah. <laughs> me and my dog both shaved our fur. Nice. And... Uh, <laughs> Because I'm slowly becoming more and more like my dog because he's the only one who spends time with me. So I've seen you quite a bit <laughs> recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because we were at a wedding. We were at a wedding. We were at a great wedding. Yeah. It's good. With a it's great past time. and future guest, horror expert Ryan Reese. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was his wedding. So uh, next time we see him, he'll, I don't know, be boring. I don't know. How does marriage work? <laughs> I think it's mostly the same these days. You just right. you kind of just keep going on the way that you have. Now it's just really really hard to break up. Mm-hmm. He'll just he'll just say like the wife a lot more. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. he'll say like, "Have you met my wife?" Mm-hmm. Or he'll say, "Have you seen my wife?" Mm-hmm. I didn't kill oh, my, my wife. wife. Oh, there was even a pause. Yeah, there was even he a left pause. Ample room for you, for you to I get know. in there. <laughs> I can't remember it. Way to go, Camille. Oh, that's a great movie too. Uh, which one? The Fugitive. Oh, they meant Spaceballs. Why uh, would so I mean Spaceballs? <laughs> Spaceballs. Spaceballs. No one ever sucks. means Spaceballs. D- okay, consensus on Spaceballs I've here. I've never finished Spaceballs. Really? Did you, have yeah. you enjoy? Did you enjoy any of it while no, you were watching? No, I don't really remember any of it. I feel like there—that's a Mel Brooks movie. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's like a certain window mm. of 
years one has to watch a Mel Brooks movie and I'd already been past that and I hadn't seen it. So my, my window if is by, gone. If by window of years, do you mean like when you're a stupid like, teenager? Yeah, like under under 17 yeah, or something. Yeah, because yeah, I love me. Dracula Dead and right? Loving It. Oh, it's the boy. most brilliant film that's ever existed. <laughs> When's the last time you watched it? Touche. 14? When you were 14? Uh, no, like uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I no, I, I'm I'm in agreement. I think uh, that's how I feel about most Mel Brooks movies. Is I watched most of the ones I know when I was a child, and I thought they were hilarious. Yeah. And now I watch them, I'm like, oh, okay. What does that say about my <laughs> <It's> father? <okay. laughs> what does? Oh, that they're say always about your they're father? always dad recommendations. Yeah. Too. Oh, he yeah. recommended. He 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 was the one who I was mean, like, "You'll love Blazing Saddles." Like Mel Brooks had mm-hmm. his, his. You'll love History of the World Part One. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Brooks had a very specific style of humor yeah. that I think was of that time. That's true. Uh, it was, yeah. I, there was actually a movie I watched, a documentary about comedy. It's riveting. I, I know. <laughs> it, was, it was really sad. Uh, Usually <laughs> is. <laughs> no, but it was just, it, it, there wasn't kind of an extensive talk from Mel Brooks about, you know, uh, about Mel Brooks and like from his perspective and that kind of thing. That was, that was pretty interesting about how, yeah, history of the world part one and blazing saddles and that kind of thing came about at a time when the the satire wasn't really a big thing. And so he kind of, he, he kind of really pushed the idea of like the satirical uh, comedy film. And, but yeah, it's just a, there's a lot of like kind of goofy winky fourth wall breaking stuff that, now I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I turn into Skeletor and, uh, yeah. yeah. Spider Man. Get out of here. Hey, man. <laughs> so, yeah, but Spaceballs, uh, thumbs down. Yeah, I really don't like Spaceballs. I hate that it got the. I like parts of it. I will say that. Cult I, I think with most Mel Brooks movies, when I rewatch them, like, there's, there's some humor in here I really enjoy. And then there's ones where I'm like, that's just really lazy. Like, Pizza mm. the Hut. Like, come on. Or mm. they jammed us, and it's literal jam. Yep. I think that's really dumb. Yeah. Mm. Maybe yeah. the funniest line, funniest thing in the movie for that movie is the opening, where the ship just keeps going and going and going. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's really funny. And I also think What's Wrong, Colonel Sanders, Chicken, is pretty funny, but mostly it's his reaction to that. <laughs> Sure. The prepare ship for ludicrous speed, and he's crying right. pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that's very funny. <laughs> um, but other than that, nothing, nothing. It's just it's just a dumb dumb movie. Like I do Bill still Pullman? like Blazing Saddles. I've never seen it. Well, I do still. Maybe that's the Richard Pryor factor because he wrote the screenplay with Mel Brooks. Oh. And Gene Wilder is brilliant. He's a funny guy. Yeah, I like him. He's a great actor. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, just like Dirk Richter. Who? Come again? The original radioactive oh, man. That's his name. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes. He's so seventy-eight years old and he's dead. <laughs> I don't know which ones are real and which ones are fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about a lot of classic film actors that yeah. I don't know anything about. Should we get into it, or do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, we haven't officially introduced her, I guess. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so she really shouldn't yet. have been talking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just edit that out in post. Yeah, <laughs> we'll remove all of all of your things. Sometimes we'll just silence from us. Just drop it in the track. <laughs> Bye, Camille. Uh, Speaking of, hey, it's Camille. Hey, hey. Camille's here. Hi. Yeah. Past and future guest, friend of the podcast. Do you have the podcaster herself? Do you, Do you have the most guest spots on this show now? Uh, I don't know. You might have just gotten it. 
Oh, like this one. Somebody who's listening live, phone in with uh, <laughs> whether that's accurate. Uh, this is not going out. Well. I'm actually getting a phone call right oh. now. Oh, uh, maybe it is. Oh my. Hello. No, that's they're offering telemarketer me a, offering me oh. a trip somewhere. Oh. I think it was a cruise. Why Should I hung you? up? Should I hung up? Oh, I'll call him back. <laughs> call him back. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'll call him back later. If I won now, there's no reason to think I wouldn't be winning later, right? Yeah. So it's the, they keep your name on file. Good. I'll call mm-hmm. him back. Yeah. I'll call him Ship back. Ship to shore. <laughs> Starring L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> how, how are you doing, Camille? I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. I was also at the aforementioned wedding this past weekend, which was beautiful and a ton of fun. Yes, it was. Oh, my. What yes, a big was. barrel of fun I had. My Congratulations goodness. go out to the Reese's. Mm-hmm. There are so many past and future guests <laughs> on for this show at that mm-hmm. wedding. Just true. Just buckets of them. Mm-hmm. Whole buckets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way to describe no, it? No. I like it. All right. <laughs> Piles. Piles. I like piles better. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> I'll say buckets. Buckets is like too clean. Okay. <laughs> People aren't clean. People aren't clean. There's piles. They of must them. be clean. Okay. <laughs> oh, Moving <boy>. on. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I'm on a weird <sighs> kick right now. All right. Well. I'm perfectly sober, by the way. <laughs> that's. <laughs> the fact that you have to say that <laughs> is really disconcerting about previous episodes where you didn't say that. <laughs> would you like me to give you an update? I do not. Would you like that to be I a new subject? A new segment? No. <laughs> Greg's sobriety new level. It's a new segment. Here's the theme or GSL. song. Or he- Greg's sobriety level. G- level? GSL. I said level? God damn level. it. Well, so it's gone up a couple yeah. of meters. and uh, <laughs> uh, All right. What you got in that uh, soda can? Uh, bubbly. Bubbly water. Bubbly champagne. Sparkling water. Yeah. Lemon lime flavor. You have something to say about this episode, don't you? Oh, I have so many things to say. Yeah. It all began in 1995 Mm -hmm. uh, when this episode aired. Uh, So this is the second episode of season seven, written by John Schwartzwelder. Of course. Directed by Susie Dieter. And original air date, September 24th, 1995. Hmm. 23 years ago. Good God. Who would have thought they would nail it so hard? I would. And, well, I mean, it's just so apt. Everything about this episode is feels so right. Sure. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, it's a big Hollywood uh, send-up, as it were. Yeah. And not in a good way. Like Hollywood is very much satirized. They uh, come out looking like buffoons in this episode. They do, but they also have that ending where, you know, people look out for one another. They do look out for one another in Hollywood. That's a clear uh, satirization of Hollywood culture and how nobody looks out for anyone else. It's all competition and all shitting on each other. Yeah. And sadness. And people wonder why (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is uh yeah. Greg is referring to the fact that he doesn't want to act anymore. I don't. I'm you heard fucking it here first. done with it. This is his retirement. Yeah, Billy. Billy, it's all your fault. Thanks. It's not uh, Billy's fault. <laughs> I'm going to drag him into this. 
If well, if it's not uh, it's not you, Billy. It's a different Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means to you. Um, Billy Wilder. <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. It's the apartment, Terrible my director. ass. <laughs> The apartment more like the shithole. God oh, damn. Oh, God. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Billy Crow. He directed the apartment, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which one's the apartment? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, really? It's a lovely film. Of course. Jack Lemmon. Of course. It's got and Jack Lemmon. And the oh. rest. Yeah. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine in that? I, uh, that sounds right. Nailed it. Damn, I'm good. All they right. have uh, uh, Jack, Jack Lemmon. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. My brain. He's, he's, he's got uh, an apartment. He's got an apartment. And yeah. he like rents it out to people to fuck in. Nice. That's the premise. <laughs> 60s were a different time. Uh, <laughs> or like, were they? That's bo- basically what an Airbnb is. Like, hey, can is. I use the apartment tonight for, you know? And he's like, sure. He gives him a key. Oh. And then, you know, and then at one point uh, he goes to the apartment and uh, Shirley MacLaine, I believe, mm. uh, is there. And he falls for her. Oh, okay. And then so it's a whole thing about, you know, oh, what a... Oh, geez, what do I do? I got to... Oh, gee. oh, you're doing uh, a good Jack Lemon there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, I'm i here and I'm in the apartment. and uh, For old Gil. Well, uh, maybe maybe you guys want to want to come in here and uh, have have some fun. Uh, I'm just going to be waiting outside. So, uh, oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh Gil is going to... So you Gil. can't find a knife just like that? Well, here you go. I got one. And, uh, okay. Uh, always be close and I got to get those Glengarry files. And <laughs> And I'm grumpy, and I'm an old man. Anyway, so that's that's his whole career. <laughs> that's his career. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Peace. Um, oh. <laughs> we'll speak more about him later this season. Yeah, we will. Twisted oh no, next season. Is I think it, it's next season. Is it next season? I think it's, I think it's uh, eight. The Twisted World of Marge Simpson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Radioactive Man. Let's talk about the episode. Shall we? Let's let's do a deep dive. Sure. Let's dive right in. At the very beginning of the episode, it was revealed that they are going to be filming a uh, Radioactive Man movie. Excuse me, Fl- Fleming. Fleming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to talk about. I want to talk about comic book guy. Sure. A little at bit the, at the top here, where yeah. he's like uh, going on the internet. Yeah, where he's going on the internet. Let's uh, and he's doing the like whole uh, MS DOS the on the internet news group or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Need no star RM pick, and then the entire world is just like, let me find out who the star is of the new Radioactive Man movie. See the internet at work. <clears throat> yeah, um, it's early years. It is. Um, it's only gotten worse <laughs> from that. Um, so, well, what happens is, so in the episode, yeah, it kind of purports that okay, he goes on the internet and he asks his his Usenet group or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Uh, you know, who's playing Radioactive Man? And then we see kind of... Alt.nerd.obsessive. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We see that go through a bunch of people until finally it gets to this guy who's literally under the table of the meeting by the producers. So, you know, it's kind of teasing the idea of the internet will find you the answer eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, In this case, it takes pretty quick, right? Like, even though we see the, the steps it takes... Um, and so that's like, that's something that definitely in the early internet ages was people didn't want information <laughs> leaked, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm not sure when it happened, but it was a slow burn that eventually now the leaking is done by the studios, Yeah, you know, because they know it's going to get out 
And so they make it an event. Yeah. Uh, example. Miss Mar- or Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming Marvel film. Mm-hmm. That's a little too on the nose, I All think. Right. Uh, that, wait, the... The superhero's name the is Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, so the full title will be Disney's Marvel's Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by Taco Time. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, is this real? The superhero's name is Captain, Captain Marvel? Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Carol yeah. Danvers, uh, yeah. played by Brie Larson, my oh. wife. And like, All right. she doesn't know yet. Uh, I didn't but... kill my wife. <laughs> That's a spot on Brie Larson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Oh, she we we in... all know what Brie Larson sounds yeah. like. Um, like that. She sounded like Camille. Just then. Just did. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I'm Captain Marvel. Whoa. Uh, no, you lost it. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> See, when it was off the cuff, you nailed it. But right. once you start thinking yeah, about it too much. Yeah, I got yeah, it in my head. Uh, it happens to me too. Uh, <laughs> but so yesterday on Twitter, uh, EW, Entertainment Weekly, uh, or sorry, uh, Brie Larson tweeted at Entertainment Weekly. It was uh. like, hey, I'm I'm feeling like uh, sharing something tomorrow. Do you in? And then EW's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's meet at 12 p.m. tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, it's a date. And, <laughs> and sure enough, today at 12 p.m., they released a bunch of photos yeah. from uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, so it's just uh, like literally, I read about it to read about that today, and so it just kind of made me think about that uh, when we were watching this episode because it's like, not only do they like just you know plan these these uh, again like they're not leaks but like this reveal of stuff yeah but they like <clears throat> they make weird little like sub uh, <laughs> advertisements for them especially on Twitter. Do you remember when uh, Robert Downey Jr. tweeted about um, the release date of Infinity War? Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, uh, I, want it, I want it to come out a week earlier or something. And they're yeah. like, for you, anything. Yeah. And it's like, announcement. Infinity War coming out a week earlier than slated. I thought that one was kind of cute. The, way all, they... the thing is, they're all kind of cute, but yeah. it's just a weird culture now where it's like celebrities... They talk assistants. to companies. Yeah, on Twitter will like yeah. create celebrities' assistants. Yeah, because yeah, no, they're you know not I mean? actually they're, tweeting. There's no, right, there's no yeah. way Robert Downey Jr. is like, I'm going to do write this tweet now. I've it's got like, this idea. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah. my assistant will write it yeah. and uh, on my account, I prove it. Yeah, and it's all advertising. You know, it's all yeah. marketing, and it's just they've they've fully Hollywood has now embraced the internet, whereas for a long time they were very much against it. Yeah. Like, don't stop spoiling things. Stop well, re- revealing things. We don't want to reveal and well, and uh, well, script leaks stuff like that. Yeah, and it's gone to the nth degree now by just like announcing the next twenty years of movie releases and their release dates, uh-huh. and being like, "This is what we're gonna do for the next twenty years." So <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is secret anymore. Nothing is fun. But you know what's funny about that is that Marvel did that for like phase three or whatever it was. And, uh, yeah. You were in a. Sorry, my yeah. phone made a sound. Yeah, and I just silence God it. damn it. Turn that off. I know, right? He says, well, it's sorry. a text <laughs> from, while making sure his phone is also yeah. off. It's a text from that yacht. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said, uh, contest. so our last winter passed. Yeah. So you are the winner now? No. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going on a cruise, guys. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> But so they they did that announcement, and I remember being like, 
it definitely was like a new thing. Like no company had ever did that, done that before really where it's like, here's, here's what's going to happen in the next five or like 10 years or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, all right, first we got, uh, Ant-Man and then we got Thor two and then we got Iron Man three. Like they were just like showing all this stuff and it was just like, Whoa, cool. And then I remember DC tried to do that as well. Yeah, they released everything, uh-huh. and and now it's with like, no with no actual released dates. Right, just like estimations. I think. Yeah, even. it was like, like summer estimated twenty twenty yeah. summer twenty twenty one. If mm-hmm. we're all alive, then let that'll <laughs> here we go. There you go. Um, then there was like three of them that came to fruition. Yeah. Ooh. What I don't think they even had Wonder Woman in there at that time. I think that was an addition. Oh, I think it was there. You think so? I think it was. Okay. I feel like it must have been. Uh, I thought there was something about Wonder Woman <clears throat> getting like pushed forward, as it were. Like they originally wanted it to be after Justice League, but that might have been the case, considering it was the only thing that everyone seemed to agree on from Batman v Superman. Right. Or it was like, well, the movie sucked, but at least she was pretty cool. Yeah. I'd like to see more about her. I think honestly, I think it was them trying to one up Marvel. Like not one up, sorry, but like uh preemptively strike Marvel. Like, look, we did a female superhero movie before you lose. That's that's fair. It took um it took Marvel twenty one movies. Let that number sink in for a second. And uh took DC four. Uh-huh. Uh and to and and to DC's, uh, if you think about it, they only have two um, movies that are solo superhero movies uh, that have been released. That have been released right. so far, yeah. and one of them's Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. The other two are team up movies. The other three, sorry, are team up movies. Right. So Man of Steel and Wonder Woman are the only. Yeah, are the only solo movies out. But that'll change this fall. With Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it. Ooh. Have you seen the trailer for it? No. It I looks like garbage. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Shit. It looks like the most wet expensive garbage. piece of wet garbage. Yeah. Because uh, it's really wet. you. Yeah. That's Waterworld. Oh, but that movie's great. It is great. That I mean, I just apologize to everyone on Waterworld. I really love that movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's so fun. It's, it's really it's long. It's the Road Warrior yeah, on the water. On the water. <laughs> Kevin Costner is a fish man. The it's great. It's fish man. Great. Yeah. yeah. His name is the Mariner. That's oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's actually, okay, fan theory. Uh-oh. Just spin this out here. Mm. What if, because Waterworld's in the future. We're never going to talk about this episode. <laughs> okay. No, this is really important. Okay. Really important. Waterworld is set in the future, right? Yeah. After like the world's ice caps have melted. What if, and like Kevin Costner is a fish man. He has gills and shit like that. And yeah. there's like webs between really? his feet. Is this true? Yes, yeah, this is all true. Does. Yes. This is 100% fact. Um, what if he's the child that Sally Hawkins and the and the fish god monster in the shape of water have? Oh, what if he's their son? Oh, Probably. shape of water is the prequel. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah, shape nice. I like in that. the fifties. Yeah, hmm? When does Waterworld take place? Uh, well, they didn't have to have kids right away. Yeah, <laughs> he could be a grandkid too. I guess so. He's got healing powers. Yeah, so he can yeah. be. Maybe, a they, maybe they're immortal. Yeah, yeah, and like. Don't have a baby for a while. I'm sure if you bang that fish god, you become immortal or like extremely long lived. Yeah. So Sally Hawkins could be around for, I don't know, a couple hundred years. Maybe they've maybe they've been trying to conceive for a long time, but their you know, their their DNA can't mix. Mm. So it hasn't happened. And so she has to kind of like evolve into a fish person also. Mm -hmm. 
in order to finally conceive. Right. That'd be, a, that'd be a good yeah. sequel. The fish person she evolves into is Kevin Costner? No, no. She no. she evolves into a fish person so uh-huh. that they can conceive a child. The child mm-hmm. is Kevin Costner. Oh, got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Great. So we have one movie to go. Great. In between to bridge yeah. the gap. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Let's pitch it to Guillermo. Yes. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Radioactive Man yes. uh-huh. is a Marvel Comics character. Really? Is he? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> now I'm actually getting a phone call. Oh. It's from my mother. She doesn't <sighs> support this podcast. I'll call her back. <laughs> <laughs> if she supported it, maybe you'd be talking to her right now on air. On air. But she doesn't like it. <laughs> she doesn't like what I do. Yeah. These things that I do. She'll be very happy to know that I'm trying to not do acting anymore. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. What a fun time. Well, yeah. she'll be like, oh, you can like make some money maybe and like, you know, support your life. I'll be like, yes, I can. This is sad. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, so how's ready? your sobriety level right now? It is <laughs> at, I'm at, your GSL at, I'm at baseline yeah. right oh, now. Okay. I really yeah. wish I wasn't. You need a shot? Could yeah. really use one. Yeah. I mean, we'll go get one. We'll talk about the episode. Uh, so you said it's a Marvel character. Scotch, please. Scotch, please. <laughs> Not for me too. I just, I was repeating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia is telling me that it's an actual Marvel character. Interesting. Like before Simpsons, or like they 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 created comics of this character that the Simpsons created, or do you know? Uh, it seems like it's not uh, it's not based on the Simpsons at all. Okay. Yeah. So they just had their own. So this is a separate version of this of is a separate character. version, but it's just kind of fun that there's an actual Marvel comics character named Radioactive Man. I mean, it does seem like the kind of thing that is almost too obvious. Yeah, right. To create. like, So it'd be weird if The Simpsons came up with it in 1991 or whatever, whenever the first characters first introduced in the show. Yeah, June 1963. Yeah. Was when it's like, that makes total sense as a you know Golden Age comics character. It's like, you know, what's what's scary in the world? Uh, radioactivity. Make a, make a superhero out of it. Okay. Oh, of course it's a... It's like a, like a Soviet-style... Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. much... Yeah. The powers, scare. powers and abilities, uh, skin coloring is an iridescent green. Uh. His name is Chen Lu, so sounds like he's a... Yeah, nuclear physicist, communist agent in the People's Republic of China. Okay. Yeah. So, is, <laughs> so he's a communist, so he's got to be an, a villain then. Uh, 1963, yeah. definitely. If yeah. he was a hero, the entire Marvel <laughs> Comics industry would be would on not the exist blacklist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was definitely a villain. But this radioactive man is no villain. No. This radioactive man is a hero. He sure is. Yes. He's got a sidekick. That's his name yeah. is Follow Boy. And which you may know <clears throat> as a band. Yeah. <laughs> Ever tell you I saw Follow Boy in concert? No. Yeah, I did. Why would you why would you tell anyone while that they ever? Were, while they were playing uh <laughs> they were playing on the same bill as Blink one eighty two. Oh, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. Uh, I missed how, the all American rejects. Okay. And I caught Fallout Boy. Cool. Yeah. They suck. Was this at X-Fest? No, this was like a, the Blink-182 reunion concert. Oh, okay. That I went to in 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, All three of them back together? Yeah. Wow. Your, the, the good lineup. <laughs> Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Yeah, because there's a fourth originally, right? Yep. Who's that guy? Well, there were always three, but there was an oh, original okay. drummer. His right, name was Scott Rayner. Yeah, and he played until... Um, he played on everything up to Dude Ranch. So he basically missed out on the All big their hits. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Damn It. 
Right. Okay. That's yeah. the one I thought because yeah, I think I've seen that video and I'm like, "Where's Travis? Where's oh, Travis?" Oh my. Yeah. Just yeah. Go ahead. Pour it in there. Camille's uh, entered with a shot. Oh my God! You put rocks in there and everything. Thank you so much, Camille. It's literally a shot of uh, scotch, scotch that uh, she put in a shot glass to pour into. Are you uh, you having glass. some liquor too? Yeah, well, I didn't want you to drink alone. I really appreciate that. What are you? Uh, what are I you drinking? I want him to drink alone. So, um, I'm <laughs> put it away, Camille. Uh, the classic <laughs> battle of the bands over here. I don't know what that means. Um, the bands. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I'd have something more clever by the end of that <laughs> sentence. I didn't. It's a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> uh, I am drinking a pumpkin spice whiskey. Oh, that oh stuff. Nice. Yeah. Out, of a, out of a flask that a f- has a bear on it, I yeah, think? Yeah, a flask. This is leftover wedding booze um, that we purchased on the way there. And it is in this lovely flask, a Christmas gift from Greg Wilson. Oh, that's very mm-hmm. nice. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I uh, bought all yeah. of Boathouse some uh, Bamp flasks. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I also Check have my see. gift from Greg Wilson here. Mm. What is it? Absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> whoa. whoa! Sick burn. Uh, he has given me nothing. <laughs> this friendship is a chore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Clean up on so, Isle of My Heart. <laughs> I also just wanted to mention that uh, you and I go to weddings very differently because you have leftover wedding booze. I have well, a problem. Not- Let's move on. <laughs> I got there and they, they had a toonie because uh, we bought a bunch of booze for the day before and then we ended up going to a bar anyway that night and then the day of the wedding every, it was a toonie bar and everyone was buying shots and it was already mm-hmm. taken care of I'm like well I'll leave my purchased booze for later that good job past right Camille yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good yeah. Right. yeah okay yeah <laughs> awesome <laughs> Did you pour this from the Glenlivet? I did. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you. Oh, that is that a spicy yeah. it's pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> That's a spicy pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin. <laughs> hoo Rick. All right. Radioactive man. Yeah, radioactive man. You have um, notes. I, I have like one note. I'd love to hear <laughs> oh, it. Okay. Well, read have, it word for word. I'd love to hear it. Oh, great. Uh, okay, you asked for it. Um, it's chronological, so it's, uh, apro- it's apropos okay. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Okay, my note says, little tick. <laughs> Good. No, I put I'm glad, it as I'm glad if you, I would write I'm a lot. bullet point, yeah. <laughs> and I only wrote one thing. <laughs> that beginning convo between Bart plus Millhouse is the most Alan slash Greg convo. And then I just wrote next to it, in quotations, explain. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Uh, it is, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I feel I would be the Millhouse in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it depends on the subject matter, but for yeah, the most part, yeah. usually those kind of conversations between us are something you're very familiar with that I'm less familiar with, i.e. Lord of the Rings yeah. um, and the rest. Oh, let uh, me explain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, well, actually, like Greg says a fact and I go, explain. You see, Gandalf <laughs> is actually genderless. Oh, boy. <laughs> Precisely. Um, I, but I mean, uh, Greg and me aside, that conversation is actually very apt. Or nerd culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's as, just a he's just a as shoddy shown imitation. In the Explain. television show The Big Bang Theory, and only in that. Get show. out. <laughs> oh, only that. You show. mean yeah. Bazinga? How dare you? So we- <laughs> not not in my house. <laughs> 
You come into my house. <laughs> Zimbabwe. Uh, <laughs> Bazooper. Baz- Wait, I can't tell if these are real or not. <laughs> Bazooper? <laughs> Bazooper? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> oh, boy. But Radioactive Man has a great catchphrase. Up an atom. Spelled A-T-O-M in a delicious pun. <laughs> delicious pun. I love his. I love Nancy Cartwright's delivery of that oh, line. It's it so good. Perfect. I've, I use that often in, oh, in real life. Oh, a delicious pun. pun. <laughs> and you even do the inflection. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. <laughs> you have to do it like she does it. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. There's, uh, some, uh, there's some really great performances in this in this episode um i mean it's a it's it's a pretty for the most part large showcase of millhouse that we haven't seen in a while yeah mm-hmm. that's true um i mean i'm even trying to remember the last like millhouse centric episode and i mean arguably it's more bart centric but it feels more millhouse centric mm-hmm. uh acts 2 and 3 at least and yeah like the last one i can think of and i'm sure there's other better examples is the Samantha Stanky episode where mm-hmm. he starts dating uh, yeah. her and that's like season two or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to see some of the <laughs> stupid little wiener kid uh, get some actual character development in a sense. Right. And it's nice character development. Is, you see yeah. like a lot of, and it's, I feel like, and I feel like this might be the last time we see this too. Yeah, because uh, later like, on, his character is basically the stupid wiener kid, yeah. like the the dud. He's you know? the dud. Yeah, um, which but, I love. He's funny. Yeah, <laughs> but the 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 wonderful things that we get out of this episode, and and this is one of the reasons why the writing is so great in this episode is it's a, it's the things that Millhouse values are very much shown in the in what he does. You know, we're not told that this is what Milhouse values. He shows us what he values mm-hmm. throughout the episode so that when he runs away, we understand when he says the real heroes are out there. He never wants this. He yeah, never wants this that once. Because I, I was always wondering, <laughs> what, like, why is he auditioning? His mother makes him do it. Do, do we see that? I can't yes. remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he he says it, it during the audition, um, but mom, I don't want to be an actor. And then right. she says, oh, of course you do. Right. And mm-hmm. she's fixing his hair and all that sort of thing. Because I just remember the part where Bart comes in with his chihuahua and stuff. And Milhouse is already in there. Yeah. yeah that that mum and him part is, is earlier? vital and it's fast. Okay. Yeah. I was probably writing a note when I... Yeah. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember. I just was like, oh yeah, Milhouse is just there. And it's yeah. just like this... It's all, It seems almost there just to be that misdirect. We found our new follow boy. And, and, it's right, and he's right over there. And yeah. Bart's like, oh... <laughs> But I love how much of an asshole that director is. Oh yeah, but yeah. so yeah, because be, because Milhouse is. Did they even bother to give him a name? They didn't. The director? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if they do. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Uh, he is the typical child star uh, story, right? At least the one we hear about, uh, which of course ties in with Mickey Rooney appearing at the end, which mm-hmm. we can talk about. But the idea that. You know, most child stars aren't like, I want to be an actor. Mom, dad, mm-hmm. take me to this. It's like the parents who are like, you're going to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> parents and of then, child yeah. stars are almost always monsters. Yes. Yeah. And then you hear, you know, stories about them taking all their money because, yeah. you know, oh, you're mm-hmm. a child. You don't need this money yet. And, and they're monsters. Hang on to that mm-hmm. for you. And um, 
And it's it's very sad. And you see Kirk and Luann becoming oh, that instantaneously. Because of course it's Springfield. Jacuzzi yeah. suit. Yeah. Jacuzzi suit, big screen TV, we're gonna live life in the fast lane. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, like super, super young. Were you um, a child star? No, but all of my wouldn't that be a funny that would be a great. like I was the Welch's juice kid from ninety three to ninety four. That would be what? so fucking sweet. Or you I were like the, the Is there a Welch's juice the crinkle kid? cut fry kid? <laughs> 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 thing? Okay. The Smiley's commercial kid? Yeah. The smiley fries? I wish. Um oh, I remember that. Ironically. Look, it's smiling and I'm eating it. Uh, I think that's look. the catchphrase. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh but no, when I when I was a uh, was a when I was a really tiny kid, um I found out later, um, all of my friends, like all of my my parents' friends and all of like, um, you know, everyone who had a kid around me was the same age. Every single one of those kids were registered with a modeling and or acting agency from the like the age of babyhood. Yeah. Except for me. Because um, my parents were like, oh, we're hit. like we're opposed to that. And like <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, what's wrong with you? I could have been in Harry Potter. I could have already had my break. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah. I could have, I could have been Jennifer. You ruined Lawrence. my life, mom and dad. And that, like, now as an adult, I'm like, oh, that was a solid Thanks, decision, dad. Val and Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Probably yeah. a good idea. Yep. Based on the movie industry and what mm-hmm. we hear about it, what we know about it, because we have several um, friends and acquaintances who have worked, are working, have been in the movies, television, mostly mm-hmm. television though. Yeah. Right. Um, and we live in Alberta, which is quite a large film. A hotspot for because it's like the Western came back in a big way mm-hmm. and it dips and dives there every once in a while, but it hasn't gone anywhere pretty much since Unforgiven. Sure, really, best picture winner. Yeah, it's been it's it's been here since Unforgiven, mm-hmm. which is 1991, and oh. so like a lot of ish, maybe 93. And yeah, so yeah. a lot of um, a lot of movies have come through here. Even more television shows have come through here. Have you ever? I've never want. I've always felt like Millhouse, in as far as that goes. Like I've never wanted to even go out and try, <laughs> and be an extra or a PA or even a small speaking role on a television or movie set. I've never wanted to do that. Pretty much since I did an on-camera workshop mm. in university. I was like, this is not me. I mm. am not into that. Did like what were your what are your feel feelings on on that? Are you more of a Millhouse or are you more of a Bart? Uh well for me, <clears throat> I so I grew up just loving film. Right? Yeah, me too. And so I was for a long time just like I want that that's what I want to be me one day. Mm-hmm. Like if I had a perfect world, I'd be in movies one day. And mm-hmm. You know, that that helped push me going to theater and that kind mm-hmm. of thing and just learning acting and uh, all that kind of stuff. But I definitely, anytime I've done film acting, I'm definitely like, this is not as fun as I thought it would be. Um, granted, it's always been, you know, very small projects and that kind of thing. And who knows, big budget Hollywood movies, maybe they're a hundred times better. Maybe it's a lot more mm-hmm. fun. But it's just been grueling for the most part. And, uh, you know, it's work. So, like, I get it. But at the same time, uh, I want to do something I enjoy. I remember going to a casting call in Lethbridge, Alberta for uh, a talent agency. And at this time, I didn't really understand how a lot of the stuff worked. But I did know the idea that, like, you know, actors have agents, Mm -hmm. right? 
And so I went to this like this thing. It was this big like cattle call. It was just like hundreds of people, all ages and sizes. And we had to just read a couple sides in front of everyone. And then after everyone read, they basically just called. You'd had like a number. And they mm. just called out the numbers of the ones who were staying. Um, and I remember because I read like this shitty jeans commercial. <gasps> Alan, I feel like we were at the same thing. Like, <laughs> really? Was it the Levi's 501 jeans commercial? Because I, I can't remember exactly exactly what the product was. I just remember mm. the like the sides were basically like um, when I put on my so and so jeans. <gasps> yep, they're not so and they're not this thing or this thing. They're just jeans. Yeah, is it the same? Yeah, thing? it is definitely <laughs> not a thing. Like either like that or run by the same people. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah they might reuse it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I just remember. So like I, I did that, and then they like called my number or whatever to like stay and I, I remember at the time being like wow i must really have something and then everyone who stayed they like pass out this thing and it's like all right so here's how the next step works you give us five thousand dollars now oh. and then there's just this <laughs> thing where i'm just like oh wow no this is not a goodbye like i was <laughs> immediately disillusioned by everything and so since then i was like never pursued any of the like extra like you said extra casting calls or any of that kind of stuff that i've seen or even when people are like oh like you should get an agent here's cool i'm like no i don't want a fucking agent they're stupid um (laughs) yeah i don't want to be in that i don't want it yeah it all seems boring and tedious to me yeah so Mm. i'd rather just uh create my own stuff and that's what i've been and if nobody sees it nobody sees it but at least you've created it yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know camille I feel like almost exactly the same as everything Alan just described, including our very same. <laughs> I was, it's funny. Our Levi's, I, <laughs> yeah, our Levi's yeah. link here. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I did something like that and it was, it was like a smaller, uh, like maybe a couple dozen people were there. It was when I was, I remember because was it was it at like the lodge. No, but it was was. in, it was in like another hotel, like conference room kind of thing. And, um, it was my first year of university and I had taken a, like a film acting class, like outside of university that like this lady who'd just come to Lethbridge, who was like a big time film agent, which like, (laughs) I feel like everyone who's ever like been near a film set is like, I'm a big time blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh my God. Um, I worked on police academy for, so citizens on patrol. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, uh, she got us to read. So I was doing like this, like film, whatever, like acting on camera workshop, essentially like during my first semester of university where I was taking theater studies. Um, and by at the, like in the spring of my first year or whatever, they had like kind of like a culminated, um, thing, exactly what you were saying, Alan. Um, and so like, we're going to have a big time casting director from Calgary come in. She's going to watch and give notes to everybody. Um, and so (laughs) I went to do this thing and I was like, the oldest person in the workshop by a couple, like I think the next oldest person was like 16. I mean, I was 18, so that's not a huge difference, but everyone else was in high school. Um, and I was like an adult barely anyway. So we did like the 501 reading and all that shit. And then at the end of the one, like, and again, by far, like I was the oldest person in my class. Um, and then she comes up to me and she's like, Oh, the casting director said like, you were really, I just want to tell you in confidence that you were really good. You were one of the best. You were top three of the day. And even as an 18 year old, I was like, well, fucking yeah, I've gone through a year of university, like I theater so. acting. Yeah. I should fucking hope I'd be top three. <laughs> like, duh. Like I'm not, and I like, was like not even like confident at all yet. And I was like, yeah, 
obviously come on top get out of here what yeah. um yeah and then i didn't same thing i didn't pursue that any farther but yeah i, I feel the same of like ugh, i don't ugh, all the i'm I, sure i'll be a movie star like if anyone's listening like if J- james cameron if you're listening and you're like i need to make the abyss too you'd work with james cameron yeah i would i Me know too. i'd I work would. with james cameron Even after all this i fucking would of like, course yeah he changes come games on. Yeah, I'd work with him. I'd marry him. Whatever. Well, Come on. yeah. Lucky I mean, number we'll seven. Marry him. Yeah. yeah. Would I, yeah. Would you marry James Cameron, Greg? If he asked. Yeah. I wouldn't say no. Yeah. I'd think about it, just you know, not seem easy, and then oh, yeah, and then course. I'd say yes. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, no. like I'd be. It's a. Like, I'd be a movie star. Like, I'd be, like, a main whatever. I mean, you'd be an Avatar 4. Yeah, but, like, all this stuff. It's, like, all this stuff, all the work leading up to that. Like, all the, like, smaller scale things I have, like, negative a thousand interest in. Yeah. Which is uh, tough to get to that. So, I'm, like, okay, life goal. I'll become mega famous in Canadian theater. And then, like, I don't know, some, like, weird coincidence will happen. (laughs) And someone will put me in a... Peter Jackson will see me on stage (laughs) in London in in 1999 and put me in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. His Lord of the Rings sequel that yeah. I'm sure he'll do one day. Yeah. Already did them. Hmm? So. There's nothing after Lord of the Rings. People seem to forget that. <laughs> no, there is. No, there isn't. Peter Jackson will make it. No. Mm-hmm. No, he won't. What about Sam and his married life? Oh, great. Let's oh. see all of the peace and happiness that comes with the fourth age. I'll tell you what happens <laughs> in the fourth age. Aragorn has a son. Aragorn dies when he's like... It's not even listed. Okay. Aragorn. It's not even the appendices, Alan. Aragorn <laughs> dies when he's like uh, 200 and something years old. Okay. And his son lives and is good. Mm-hmm. And cool. things are fine. And the shadow doesn't fall on the land. And guess what? We're in the fifth age now. So. What's in the fifth age? W- Us. Human orcs? recorded human history. Yeah. Oh. What happened to orcs? They didn't. You see the end of Lord of the Rings. They all fell into a pit. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's genocide. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're mole people now. That's how oh. mole people origin story. Or bat boy. If you if yes. you really want to, <laughs> bat boy is just an orc. You guys, you heard it here first. Oh boy. <laughs> so radioactive so man. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of bat boy and trying to get back on track. Bat. bat well, there were Batman. a whole. There were a whole uh, man boy. Bat Batman. Boy. The man boy cover. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I, was, I mean, Batman is parodied often in this. Yeah. That's what I was trying Oh, to. yeah, very much so in the, uh, when they decide to get, oh, but let's get through the first act. Okay. That's, yeah, there's well, a Well, they have, they have the, so when comic book, comic book guy asks about. We're not still the, talking about this. No, I'm just saying. Okay. like the, Yeah, it, what are we talking about? Sorry. Relax. <laughs> when he asks about the thing and it goes to the production room, they start talking about Rainier Wolfcastle yeah. and how he's going to play Radioactive Man. And then the one guy wants, what's his name? Dirk Richter. Thank you. Uh, I, I just love telling, that name. Yeah, I keep telling you he's 70, 73 years old and he's dead. He's dead. Which is a great line. Yeah. Uh, and they talk about how they want to steer away from the campiness of the TV show, which is direct parody of the Batman TV show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's one of my favorite segments of the, of the show. Of Go, the get em, Go get them, Scouts. Go get Scouts. Don't forget to use your nails, boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Which uh, I mentioned while we were watching is a parody of Paul Lind. Who is that? He's an actor, uh, probably most famous for Bewitched. Oh, they Uncle, mentioned Uncle Arthur. They mentioned oh. Bewitched in the uh, chalkboard gag. Wow, that's a double Bewitched yeah. reference. Double Bewitched. Yeah. Uh, if you ever saw Bobble the Bewitched remake, 
with uh, Steve Carell in the Uncle Arthur role. Nah. <laughs> Didn't he pretty see much that does one. a Paul Lynn impression. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's that talking like this. Right, right. There were a lot of those like really specific voice guys in the in the forties and fifties and sixties, like before they like kind of discovered what the neutral accent was. Like Peter Laurie. Oh yeah. That weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, he's well, a weirdo. Humphrey Bogart mm. had a really specific way of talking, like really heightened. Sure. Yeah. Nah. Oh, that heard? was the other one. Uh, so Roger the Alien and American Dad is a Paul Lind impression as well. Oh. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figure for our listeners, uh, that's yeah, a enough. more modern reference that they will understand. So. Right. Have you ever heard, there's like clips that they have on um, some, someone will know the specifics of this. Um, There's uh, audio clips uh, on set of some of those 40s and 50s movies where it's like the end of a take and someone's got that kind of transatlantic. No, but I couldn't, Humphrey. You see, (laughs) there isn't any writing here. Um, And they cut. And then that person, yeah, and like. They drop like, it. It's so like anyway. an affected, it's fully an affected accent. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. the voice they actually had was like how we're speaking today. Sure. And it's mind blowing. I'm like, oh, people didn't just talk like that. That was like put on for like the pictures. The pictures. That's I mean, crazy. Yeah. So I can't say for certain that would be every actor around the day, but yeah, there's like clips I'm of sure it people that you can find. play up their personas. Yeah. I think that's the idea, right? Yeah. Like Paul Lind, I doubt, was like, you know, yes, I'd like one McDouble, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He probably went to McDonald's drive-through with yeah, get the McPicks, opened, you know. Yeah. Yeah, McDonald's burger, five huh? bucks. How can you go wrong? Doesn't sound very appetizing. Uh, but he, yeah, he probably just you know people. This is what people know my voice as, so I'm gonna do it and make it big. And make it big and, because yeah. this is before Brando. Yeah, pretty much. So Millhouse gets the role of Fallout Boy. Jiminy Jillikers. And he seems like he's going to be uh, pretty great at it. He's going to be big. Gabby Hayes big. Uh, another actor that... I have uh, no idea who that is. I looked it up. I couldn't even find any notable roles. Yeah, no? Okay. <laughs> at least from my... That might so. be the joke. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, in that case, well done, writers. Yes. Uh, let's talk about... Because in the second act, this is where we get to see a lot of what the movie is going to be shaping up to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Garbage? Yeah. We learned that the budget of the movie is $30 million. Isn't Which that quaint? What what would that have been in ninety five? I feel like by today's standards, yeah. it'd probably be like hundred million, I wanna say. You think? I don't know for sure. I'm not an expert on these things, but <laughs> well thirty million seems like a lot in ninety five. Yeah. What, like, what be... was the biggest movie? Well, True Lies was then, wasn't it? Uh, and that was the True biggest True Lies was a little bit before that. I think it was ninety five, maybe it was ninety four. What would be the budget of say like a like a your average Marvel movie? Oh, nowadays. So like, the budget, like the two hundred million. Oh, okay. The budget of True Probably Lies more. was uh, between a hundred and a hundred and twenty million. Okay. In nineteen ninety four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that was that, that was the biggest. That at was the, time. the biggest movie ever made. And before that, it was T two, which was also the biggest movie ever made. And that is between eighty and one hundred million. Okay. So yeah. So in this case, thirty million at that time. Thirty million would give you. It would give a, you a, like a big budget movie, but not like the big budget yeah, movie. It would so. give you a blockbuster. Yes, but it, but it wouldn't be. 
because the, the closest thing we can come to, like the closest thing we can we can get to in this one is um, is Batman Forever, mm-hmm. which okay. which came out that year, 1995. So if we find out how much Batman Forever cost, which was approximately 100 million dollars, oh, so okay. this is mm-hmm. a pretty low budget superhero movie. Gotcha. Do you, do you think it's on par with like the Phantom budget with starring Billy Zane? The Phantom or the Shadow? <laughs> Any oh. of those like movies trying to ape the success of Batman? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a weird time. I in miss super, it. In superhero movies. <laughs> I miss it. You know it. what I mean? Because like Batman happened, and people were like, "Oh, that was a hit." Yeah. And instead of being like, what, "Like, what else of comic books can we do?" It's just like, "Let's do more Batman," but like different kinds of Batman. Right. <laughs> like the Shadow, the Phantom, mm-hmm. the uh, Dark Man. Dark Man. Sam oh, Raimi. yeah. Before he did Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Just for comparison, Infinity War released this year. Mm-hmm. Its budget was 300 to 400 million. Oh. So things go up. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's say it's the first of a, of a planned franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in 1989, Batman mm-hmm. is probably the close, like the first Batman is probably the closest mm-hmm. we can come to. And that was made for 35 million. Okay, yeah. So we're getting a little closer there if it's the first in a franchise because yeah. obviously... Untested when, market. Yeah, untested market when franchises continue, their budgets will go up in hopes mm-hmm. that the profits will go up uh, exponentially in concordance with that. Right. So we can say that, yes, Radioactive Man is a slightly lower budgeted movie, probably on par with The Shadow. Not probably as, as low as The Phantom. Mm. I find The Shadow is right in between because it actually had like a semi-proven movie star, whereas Billy Zane was kind of like, what has he done? Which one was the shadow? It was the one with Alec Baldwin. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's crazy. That movie's nuts. Uh, Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Alec Baldwin's amazing in it. (laughs) Dark Man was Liam Neeson. He sure was. Yeah. Liam Neeson, Sam Raimi. (laughs) Bruce Campbell appears at the very end as the final shimp. That's what he's credited as. Of course. Final shimp. Final shimp. Uh, so yeah, so they, they start making this movie and... Would you have wanted we, to see this movie? No. <laughs> well, okay, so again, obviously based on what we see of yeah. what the movie will be, it looks like hot garbage. Yes, it does. Um, I mean, if, if I was Bart's age mm-hmm. and Radioactive Man was my favorite superhero, mm-hmm. 100% I'd want to yeah. see it. I'd yeah. be so excited. Uh, when Spider-Man came out, it's the movie event of my lifetime, personally. Yeah, that's fair. That one was good, though. No, I know. <laughs> but I didn't know that until it came out. So, like, it was still... It, the thing is, like, Star Wars Episode One was a mo- was an event movie. Yeah, I saw that movie Even four times in theaters. Even if it ended up being, you know, not great, people don't like it, it was an event movie. Just yeah. like mm-hmm. Spider-Man was an event movie. Sure, it didn't end up being good, campy, but good. Uh, but we don't know that until it happens. So you yeah. still can call it an event movie, even if it ends up being trash. Uh, Infinity War was an event movie. Sure was. It was good too. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> I watched the trailer for the first Spider-Man movie probably fifty plus times. I watched it daily. Well, did did you watch the? Was that the bank robbery trailer? No, not the like, not the teaser. Yeah, okay. that they eventually pulled after yeah. September 11th. Uh, the trailer, I I can pretty much like view it in my mind beat by beat Mm -hmm. uh it's the music i remember very specifically uh especially the moment where 
uh, after he gets his powers in the trailer, mm-hmm. and it does this kind of like zoom in on his finger, and it shows little hairs coming out. It does this like donk donk, and then it, and then he starts climbing, goes woohoo, and that gave me goosebumps every time. I was so excited for that movie. The the event movie of my life that came out around the same time was Fellowship. Okay. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, all got three couple, of those. Uh, all three of those. I got equally. Over here. I got ring equally heads. as excited for ring wraiths. All three of them. Uh, and I remember the teaser for that movie in for the Fellowship like it was nothing. It's it's it's. Uh, what we can presume is Frodo's hand throwing the ring up in the air and it's wreathed by, with flame mm-hmm. and then it like it flies through the air and then it falls into his hand and he catches mm-hmm. it and this is like the Lord of the Rings power can be held Camille has visible thing. tears in her eyes yeah and <laughs> it's amazing it's it's funny it's funny because like the <laughs> I was not a Lord of the Rings nerd uh, fan, you can just the, call us fans. In the, yeah, you sure. can say fan. No, nerd is a positive. Thing. All right, sure, not really anymore. No, it, it it's more so now. Well, nerds have driven people off of social media, so I'm I'm good. No, those are assholes. Greg. Okay, <laughs> you're thinking of assholes, <laughs> not nerds. Okay, it's hard um, to tell the difference sometimes. All right. Anyway, I <laughs> I read The Hobbit as a kid. Okay, but I never read Lord of the Rings because it was like. It was daunting for me. It is. It yeah. is a tome. And mm-hmm. so when the movie came out, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can watch the movie instead of reading the books. And yeah. I was, so I was excited for the movie in that sense. And I loved the movie. And so, like, I became a Lord of the Rings nerd based on the movie, which, you know, like, some gatekeepers will say, I'm right, not a true nerd then. But well, no, you are. <laughs> pretty nerdy. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, so I wasn't, you know, obviously didn't have the same. I don't even remember the trailer or teaser or anything because I remember just being like, oh, it's out now. Let's go see it, friends. <laughs> but we're, versus Spider-Man for me, where I like was anticipating it as soon as I heard it announced. You know? Fellowship changed my life. Mm-hmm. There you go. In many ways. And the because wh- I went and saw it with my family on opening day. And when I left the theater, it was simultaneously one of the greatest moments of my life and one of the most devastating. Because my mother was like, I don't want you watching that movie ever again. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Because she was very uncomfortable with the evil in it. The evil. (laughs) The evil. Too much evil in this movie, Greg. Evil monsters. She didn't like the fantasy evil. Well, let's see. 2001, you would have been what? 14? Uh, 13. 13. Yeah. Well, uh, mm, 12, right? I was was 13 when it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was 12 when... I remember because I was 12 when September 11th happened and 13 when Lord of the Rings Fellowship came out. Gotcha. Yeah. Did it come out in December? Yep. All three of them. Mm -hmm. December 15th, 18th, 23rd? No, I think 17th was in there somewhere. Okay. And then the Hobbit movies, of course. Who gives a (laughs) shit? (laughs) (laughs) High frame rate? More like dumb frame rate? Yeah, got (laughs) them. Got them. Zing. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, Peter Jackson. Uh, so Did you the have Simpsons. seen Guillermo del Toro's version? Yes. Oh, it would have been cool. I mean, of so course cool. I would have seen it. Yeah. I don't well, know if yeah, I would have yeah, liked yeah. it. Like, I saw all of Peter Jackson's ones <laughs> in the theaters more than once, save for mm-hmm. the last one, because mm-hmm. it was so bad. Yeah. It was worse than Radioactive Man, the fake movie. Yeah, that's true. Battle of the Five Armies? Yeah, because oh, yeah. Radioactive Man, I think, would have had something of a story. See, now that's funny, mm. because I feel like it's entirely plausible that the editor we see in this episode is who edited uh, Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> it's very possible. Seamless, huh? Seamless. 
<laughs> See, there's a uh, we got Legolas and he's jumping on rocks, and then uh, then there's uh, this time no one fired him. There's a guy dressed up as a woman, and uh, and you're just like, what's going on? Why are there so many different tones in this movie? Yeah, there's a guy dressed <laughs> up as a woman. There's Legolas being Mario, and at the same time. There's a man going insane because of because of the gold gold sickness, which is weird. Every single and he talks coin. in slow mo. Anyway, this isn't a Hobbit podcast. I wish it was, but um, <laughs> that's our next project. I could talk about that for days, uh, and I think I have, but I won't. Now, radioactive man, <laughs> <laughs> or radioactive man. In yeah, this house. if you have one in this house. Now, Millhouse is going to be Gabby Hayes big, mm-hmm. and he's apparently Van Johnson good. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't want any of this, and so he runs away, which leads to one of the most quoted set pieces. Uh, I would say misquoted set pieces. Misquoted? Uh-huh. Yeah. How, how, do, how do you find uh, people misquote the goggles bit? Uh, people say, the goggles, they do nothing. Oh, that's completely wrong. Yeah. I find myself correcting people. Well, I don't correct people because I don't want to be a jackass. (laughs) I do. But I know you do. Um, And I just want to tell you. I want to know how much smarter I am than that. I want to tell you. Yeah. People don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Citation needed. Because I've done it and I can just, you know, read the room. Mm -hmm. The vibe changes. Yeah, when I've done well, it see before. Now, see now what 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 you do is you do it with uh with a wink, so you can still correct people, but but you make it self aware that you're being a stupid idiot who's like uh, um actually, uh, and then people laugh. That's what I've discovered. Oh, so okay. I can still correct people mm. and make them laugh at the same time. Can oh. we see that in an example? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll oh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll just turn off this episode of The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> the goggles, they do not sink. <laughs> Remember that part, um, everybody? Um, actually, mm-hmm. in the episode, he doesn't say the goggles, they do nothing. He says, uh, the goggles, uh, he, he says my eyes, the goggles do nothing. <laughs> and then everyone laughs. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it didn't really stick the landing. <laughs> well, you guys were expecting it. You can't... <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you ask like someone to give you to like tell you a joke on the spot, like oh so, you know so and so tells me you're funny, tell me a joke. It's Make like, me laugh, you. clown. Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> why don't you get your shine box? I don't do it on <laughs> on demand. Because <laughs> <laughs> then if you're expecting you like it, it's never yeah, going to be as one. funny <laughs> as it could be. Anyway, mm-hmm. Goodfellas, that's a good movie. Good. <laughs> My eyes, the goggles do nothing, yeah. is what he says. Yeah. And people yeah. say, the goggles, they do nothing. I used to misquote it in, like, the acid it burns, the goggles do nothing. That, oh. Yeah, that's, that's like... Also wrong. That's mm. also very wrong. I'm um, actually Greg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, one that, the part that I quote is, I want to see goggles, I people. See goggles, people. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> this is real acid, so I want to see goggles, people. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say also, this is apparently their most expensive shot. Mm-hmm. And it's real acid. Yeah. Their movie star. No need for that. The path of the acid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never check to make sure Milhouse is on, in his spot. No, and like before they start rolling. Uh, so like that's on them. It is opinion. very much on them. Yeah. Everything that kind of happens in this is kind of on them. Mm-hmm. One choosing a t- to film in a town that said Flim mm-hmm. in Springfield. <laughs> um, two casting a kid who obviously doesn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, I mean. They didn't check to see if the x-rays were real or not. 
Yeah. So he might have cancer for all we know. No, definitely. He yeah. definitely has cancer. He does. Maybe that's why from here on out, Milhouse never has a moment of clarity. Or he has just, a tumor? Yeah, he's just like, oh. Oh. nice doggy. Nice you know, doggy. Just, just all hide in the bushes and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. He's from the dud. Milhouse. <laughs> Looks just like you, Poindexter. Sign up for yourself. Because he has... Oh, Terminal brain cancer. So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that is you know he's the product of incest. So, I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's. I'll just... let you guys sit on that and think about it. Yep. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I mean, just come on, that is the worst. What are you calling? <laughs> I don't. I doubt that picked up. <laughs> I All could right. barely hear it over here. We'll we'll try it again. What are you trying to do? About that. I mean, <laughs> is that Allie? Allie made a soundboard for me. Oh, geez. for all of us, because she's leaving soon, yeah. so she wants to. How be... How else will we remember? Her? How else? Her will... catchphrases. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. Oh boy. Yep. Anyway, the seamless producers right? are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine? In the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, I'd love doing doing a big shot like this with Tom Cruise, you know, in the path of destruction and them just letting it happen. Oh, and nobody yeah. checked to see where Simon Pegg was. Yeah. Yeah. He was in his trailer having having some I don't know, steak and kidney pie. What did British people eat? <laughs> Spotted dick. Right. Okay. Spotted dick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um boiled meats. Sure. Uh, Bad eggs, dentistry. Eggs, eggs I think, is one. <laughs> I think eggs, eggs yeah. Pretty yeah. sure they eat eggs. Eggs is so pretty much worldwide, right? Well, pretty safe to no. say. Right? No, it depends what kind of egg. Mm. Eggs in a I'm basket. I'm chicken eggs. Yep. The ones that, that V for Vendetta makes. That was really just good. Just V. The movie's called V for Vendetta. <laughs> no, his name's V for Vendetta. Wait, that's the character. Wait, Hugo Weaving's character's Hugo name Weaving's V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. Yeah. Is for it's Vendetta like, like, the last yeah, name? Yeah, for, ve- for Vendetta. It's like for a, vendetta. it's like an Italian last for name. Vendetta. For Vendetta. It's beautiful. <laughs> I know it's a joke, but it's kind of a beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's name. a beautiful name. Yeah. Well, name your firstborn child that. Yeah. Uh, See how that works out for him. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> guys. Yeah. Milhouse runs off. He does. Mm-hmm. And they got to find him. And mm-hmm. Bart goes to uh like the some of his uh some of his old haunts. Old they haunts. they choose like some different ways to try and find Milhouse. Nobody can seem to find him. They sick the dogs on him and he goes to the Spirograph factory. And he goes to the Spirograph factory, guys. <laughs> guys, he goes let's to talk, s- let's talk about the Spirograph factory. <laughs> he goes factory. to the Spirograph factory, you guys. Did you guys have Spirograph when you were kids? Yes, yeah. I had a Spirograph. He had a little set. <laughs> when I s- <laughs> Greg's losing his mind. <laughs> when I first saw this episode, <laughs> this is the only thing I could remember because I've seen this episode so many goddamn times. Um, the first time I saw this episode, and it says the Spirograph. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just some guy. I was like, I have one of those. And then he goes into the Spirograph factory, and it's completely dilapidated, abandoned, broken down. There's, It's 
it's haunted basically and there's this specter of a man hunched over a drafting desk just making circles without a spirograph he's doing Wait. spirographs freehand is he yes <laughs> i thought i saw some spirographs there and he's like <laughs> and he's like wait a minute do you know that the decline in Spirograph is directly related to the cl- decl- to the rising gang activity? Think about it. I will. No, you won't. <laughs> Which is true. Dan Castellaneta delivers one of the greatest lines. <laughs> no, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Oh, <laughs> uh, Doctor S. Doctor S. Uh, <laughs> His name is Doctor S. Which I mean. <laughs> I th- oh God! I love could this be, show. Could be any any S name, but I feel like they're trying to push towards the idea that his name his or he is. Okay, he's made I his doubt name, that yeah. he his name is actually Doctor Spirograph. Yeah, he has created a persona. Yeah, and calls himself Doctor Spirograph. Yeah, and for some reason Barton Willows come see him often. <laughs> and he's, and he's like, "Call me Doctor Spirograph." <laughs> It's uh, hello, kids. Yeah. I'm do- like the history there, just the the mm. history that you have to fill in in your brain as soon as Bart walks up to the Spirograph factory. <laughs> like this is a place where Millhouse <laughs> usually hangs out yep. with this man. This man <laughs> calls himself Doctor. With this doctor who's not a doctor. No, mm-hmm. definitely not. PhD or otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. Definitely not a doctor. He's mentally unstable. Yes, he is. Like, look at him with that, with those crazy teeth and that tongue just hanging out of his mouth. He's, all, he does, all he does is do spirographs. All he day. just makes spirographs. My God, what was the point of spirographs? Just, just to make, to make circles. Drawings. Yeah. <laughs> At least you get different, uh, different shapes. Yeah, and they yeah, would make different little, uh, little bumps and stuff. Yep. Yep. Bumps and shapes. Different spirals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be okay. I mean, it's got to be a writer's room joke. Like that's just the way I think. I think that they were like, "What's another haunt that uh, <laughs> that Millhouse could yeah. go to?" And someone like randomly is like, "I don't know, a Spirograph factory," and everyone <laughs> burst out laughing. Like, what? <laughs> a whole factory de- dedicated to Spirographs? And like, it's bro- and it's in shambles. Like, I'm sure it's. Ju- th- there's no way there's a Spirograph factory. There's a toy factory. <laughs> Sure. And like one machine that makes spirographs. There's not a whole factory for goddamn spirographs. There is now. And it's canon. And it's canon. Uh, but he finds him in his treehouse. Mm-hmm. In the eighth corner of the room. <laughs> Stupid joke. <laughs> it's not the worst one in the episode. It's not, but it's it's one that I, I think I remember thinking funny when I first saw it. And it's definitely like aged, like... The more I see it, the more the less I think it's funny. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, it was written by Mel Brooks. Well, so. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> God, he's still alive. He's still oh alive. no! Yeah, he oh. got winner. All right. No, never All right, here we go. Right. Okay. Yeah, Mel Brooks is definitely still alive. Yeah, well, I don't know. Have he's you definitely d- still when alive. It, oh, I, did you? When was the last time you checked? I mean, like Today's a couple a of weeks ago when Somebody we did the when when if he, he was, dies. If he died today, that'd be I will leave. <laughs> Because I'm terrified about the way the world works. Oh, I thought you were going to say about my psychic powers. No. Like you should be. I don't believe in psychics. No, uh, but I mean, he's, uh, he is 92 years old. He's up Whoa, there, yeah. So minute. he's still around. Mm-hmm. People live lives. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, they do. Like, you can be old. That's allowed. Yep, you can. He's 92, though. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't die tomorrow. He's a World War II veteran. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, he fought in World War II. Good huh. for him. Yeah. Support the troops. <laughs> Moving right along to... Guess who shows up to help Milhouse get his groove back? Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Hi, Milhouse. Is this the first time they do that? Like, say a celebrity's name in unison? Yeah. It's possible. It's like... I can't think of a better Mickey time. Rooney. Because oh, it's really such time. a joke. It's yeah. such a joke in this one because who gives a shit? Well, and also, like, what eight-year-old or ten-year-old kids are going to recognize yeah. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, that's crazy. When I saw this episode, I had no idea who that was. I mm-hmm. thought it was someone made yeah. up. Yeah, I, I had to wait several years for the internet to catch up so I could look it up. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else for a long period of time think Mickey Rooney and Mickey Rourke were the same person? Yep, absolutely not. Yep, <laughs> yep that <laughs> is insane. Uh, when I saw the movie Year of the Dragon, yeah, I've seen Year of the Dragon. Um, is. It's a Michael Cimino movie that he made after Heaven's Gate. Don't know who now, that is. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> He made the Deer Hunter. Okay. okay. I haven't seen it yet. Ah, <laughs> forget it. Moving on. That's Bambi 2, right? God the damn it. Hunter. God damn it. <laughs> it's the behind the scenes. It's the other side of the story. The other side of the story. It's like... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's a cool fan. You know there's just one the shot rest in the Deer the Hunter story. where someone shoots a deer and they're like, that's Bambi's dad or Bambi's mom. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, well... Load it up, <laughs> and then that person goes to Vietnam. Yeah, mm-hmm. and rich tapestry. It was fine, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mickey Rooney. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. He's the only uh, thing that's hollow about show business <laughs> is the music industry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a movie that I've seen that has Mickey Rooney in it that I enjoyed. Uh, not Breakfast at Tiffany's. That, well, that's what I was going to say, that I enjoyed him in. Oh. That's fair enough. Because mm. that's the only, the one that jumps to mind, and he's awful. Yep. yep. And it's weird, and it's yellow face, and he's racist. <sighs> and it's aged poorly. True Thoughts? <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm not True. in agreement. Oh, he's, he's dead. Um, Mickey Rooney? Did, yeah. No. He died. Oh. He died. Oh. oh, maybe that's what I was <laughs> thinking of. <laughs> you always get oh, Mickey Rooney bad. and Mel Brooks <laughs> mixed <laughs> of course, up. You know how you get those guys mixed up. So before we get to favorite joke mm-hmm. here, I just want to answer a question that I asked to the group. Okay. Uh, while we were watching this, like, what the fuck is a teamster? Oh, a I team- wasn't sure you were serious. I was. Okay. A teamster in modern American English is a truck driver. Yeah. Or oh. a member of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, a labor union in the United States. Refers to a person who originally drove a team of draft animals Usually a wagon drawn by oxen, horses, or mules, so it's just a truck driver. Oh. Yes. I likened it to, like, a movie equivalent of, like, a roadie. Yeah, they're movie, they're movie drivers. Okay, and yeah. That's like, I assume I they load you. things into the truck as well. Right. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so Homer does get to, like, live that fantasy in a later season? Sure season? does. Right. Yeah. Maximum Homer drive? Yeah, with Tony Randall. Okay. <laughs> Tony the, Randall. That's the only good joke in that, <laughs> in that episode. <laughs> or is, a man dies in that episode. Yeah, it's funny. Let's play for last. Doug, prep course. 
<laughs> he died 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, wires crossed. It's great. Yeah. Um, so how about we talk about favorite jokes? Okay. Great. Alan? Yeah. You want me to go? If you wouldn't mind, sure. Uh, I will say that the uh, editor <laughs> scene yeah. is probably right up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're fired, and with good cause. <laughs> he doesn't it even It's really great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and also just like the... I like the idea that, you know, he cobbled together all this stuff with editing, but like for some reason... They have a shot of Milhouse sitting on a couch saying, Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, like, deadpan. Yeah. Why do they have that shot? Yeah, Most... <laughs> we need a pickup shot of Milhouse saying yes on a couch. Anyway, uh, but I also really, really like the one I referenced right at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Principal Skinner. Your favorite superhero, Radio Man. It's Radioactive Man, stupid. Strange, I wasn't supposed to hear that. <laughs> Or I shouldn't have been able to hear that. Uh, I really like that. I don't know why. It's Skinner being Skinner. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, Camille? Uh, my, I love that like two-way intercom joke. It's so funny. I don't know why. Um, does, that, does that pop up in a couple other episodes, or is that solely in, the only time I can think in of. there? No. That's very funny. Um, I assume whenever the person came to fix that air conditioning duct, they also <laughs> fixed the weird two-way intercom. <laughs> um, Garbage my, joke. <laughs> my favorite joke in the episode is uh, that bit about uh, cows don't look like cows on film. You got to use horses. Use horses. <laughs> if you want to use a horse, yeah, you just paint a bunt, put, glue a bunch, a bunch of, of cats, cats together. together. <laughs> As they're painting a cow, like yeah. a horse. Or a horse like a cow. I really like that. But I think honorable mention to this sign joke that I uh, only caught this time around. I think it's Spirograph really funny. <laughs> no, it's, there were a lot of great sign. Yes, there yeah. were sign jokes in this episode, and it's during the one like sequence where uh, Spring. I, I think it was like where Springfield's like um, Hollywooding up all of their businesses, and there's just this really brief like uh, shot of. I guess the like the beauty parlor or like a barber shop and the sign just says giant horrible toupees $1000 <laughs> <Giant laughs> horrible. horrible toupees I thought that was really oh, funny that's great <laughs> yeah that's good I like that a lot um oh, she ripped up her notes <laughs> that's all my doesn't notes. doesn't need them anymore bye <laughs> um mine mine would have to be uh the Spirograph Factory, mm-hmm. obviously. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mention has to go to Lionel Hutz. Oh, yeah. So, Millhouse, Millhouse baby! baby. <laughs> Shoves a child out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Lionel Hutz, your new agent attorney. Babysitter. Babysitter, drug dealer, keeper away. He just <laughs> delivers it perfectly. Yes. And Phil Harpin's a treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, quick honorable mention. Mm-hmm. The dogs. The dogs. dogs sends the dogs uh, to find Millhouse. Oh. oh yeah, will they find him or will they find him and eat him? Well, they'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you didn't answer me. You just kind of trailed <laughs> off. Yeah, I did kind of trail off there, didn't I? <laughs> good, good joke. That's good. Um, so I'm just trying to find this one thing here. Um, Can I do the reference desk while you do that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 
Batman. Tons. <laughs> Uh, and Paul Lind, I mentioned. Uh, the Little Rascals, which we didn't touch on. That's uh, true. Mo was the ugly kid. Um, he played Smelly, the tough guy. And his bit, I guess, was looking into an exhaust pipe and slitting him. And then Alfalfa does it. And then he kills. He kills the original Alfalfa. Mo is a murderer. Yep. Greg. <laughs> yep. <laughs> This is obvious to this anyone. This is canon. Yeah, he's Mo has murdered a child. He's horrible. But he was also a child. This is like a good son situation, right? <laughs> to reference a little known Macaulay Culkin, oh, Elijah I'm Wood. I'm very play. aware of the good son. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. And who's the mom? Is it Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't know. Sure. Dan Aykroyd? Ooh. Is it Dan Aykroyd? A hot couple. Oh, wow. That's a... Like, the, the, the parents are like Am I the wrong? parents are like people I know. Hmm? <laughs> like if it's Dan Aykroyd, like Jamie Lee Curtis is way out of his league, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like Dan that's Aykroyd's a crazy person. Someone's mm-hmm. settling in that relationship, and, and it's, it's not <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. A <laughs> uh, new Halloween trailer dropped today. What? Wait. From Jamie Lee Curtis. Like another what? She's like, I'm gonna kill Michael Myers. She's great. She's she in Scream she Queens now. That makes sense for her. Uh, William Faulkner. Can you write can, an exhaust yeah. joke. Uh, it really make makes you think. Make you think. Uh, George Burns. Yep. Uh, Hollywood is a horrible, horrible bitch, bitch goddess. goddess. <laughs> uh, I think it's kind of a reference to the movie Indecent Proposal, the movie Indecent Discretion, or uh, I might have got that wrong. But anyway, they mentioned a movie that's kind of that's was awful. I guess. Uh, Hoo wee! It stunk. The director directed it. He would hate. Indecent proposal. Yeah. Homer would hate that. Yeah. So. Waterworld, of course. Gabby Hayes. <laughs> Van Johnson. Spirographs. And finally, the song Lean On Me by Bill Withers. Yeah. Great song. Lean on me. Great song. When you're not strong. <laughs> so. Now be oh. your friend. So, Alan. Oh, help okay. you care. Yeah, there we go. It's like in a spiral graph. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Alan, yeah. we had a, I can't, I've been trying to find this, but we had a listener um, email us in and um, tell us that we should do a, a Patreon goal mm-hmm. thing. What do you feel about this? I mean, I'm for it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, essentially, if we hit a certain goal with our Patreon subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, we'll put a poll up. Uh, and people can choose a classic, horrible episode from the Zombie Simpsons years that we will yeah. do an episode on. Yeah, anything Ooh. after season 10. Yes. We will do it. I will probably will. choose, you know, top five ones considered the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking off the top of my head that 90s show, Lisa Goes Gaga, uh, yeah. so probably some others. Uh, I might throw in the one that I hate the most, which is the Tamako one. Yep. But basically, oh. and then uh, our listeners can choose which of those ones they want us to do, and we will do that. And Homer. And Homer? H-O-M-R. Oh. <laughs> that's one that I can't stand. Yeah, that's, a, that good, that's a good one. Just that's who's got crayon the crayon in the, in the brain. Oh. That's the reason he's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, ruining 20 plus years of canon. Yeah. Um, Just... Yeah. Or I guess 10 plus years. Yeah, yeah. 
because that was like in 15 or something. Yeah, it was pretty early. <sighs> uh, so yeah, it's we'll do be really that. Exciting. We'll do that if we reach what? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think's <laughs> worth it? I don't know. This is a fun behind the scenes. Uh, twenty dollars. We already we already do that. Oh. I don't look at the Patreon. Let's say 50. Sure. Let's say 50 bucks. If we hit 50 bucks a month. If we hit 50 bucks a month, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a bonus episode. We'll do one like, we'll, we'll do it regularly until, yeah. we're, until we're done. Yeah. We'll, we will as do. As long as we st- stick in that $50 yeah. range. If we keep sticking $50, we'll keep putting out a bonus episode of Zombie Simpsons. Yep. Pulled and chosen by the listeners. I Ooh. cannot promise it will be any longer than half an hour, though. Oh, I can. (laughs) I have a lot to say. Okay. (laughs) Well, in that case, I'm I'm done. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Well, bye. (laughs) Thanks, Camille, for being on the podcast again. Sure, anytime. Uh, And if you are all at all interested in checking out who is speaking, that would be really really cool because Camille and I are starting up season three. Of who is speaking. It's got a new twist. I don't think I want to ruin it right now, Mm. but there's dinosaurs involved. Oh, oh, I was going to, I was going to do a pun. Like, I don't want to ruin it either, but it's a Jurassic surprise. Yours is better. Mine's very bad. You bet Jurassic's going to be good. Oh, there we go. Too bad I don't edit these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, edit mine out. Edit mine out. That wasn't good. Just use Alan's. Uh, but actually, actually, Velociraptors were not in the Jurassic period. They're in the Cretaceous period. Great. Anyway. We'll uh, be back next week. Next week, with we're going to be talking about how stupid babies need the most attention. They do. Because <laughs> we're talking home sweet, home diddly doodly. No, this one's sad. Or whatever. I can't remember. How do I pronounce it? Home, home sweet, sweet, home, home diddly dumb doodly. Okay. I can never remember the exact wording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can always email us. At the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And we hope you do. And we hope you do. Uh, we had a couple nice messages recently that I didn't read on air because they were basically just saying, hey, you guys are doing great. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Uh, thank you to those people. And, and we will. Yeah, I think for so. You. <laughs> for, for you. Because as we know, this is a chore for Alan. <laughs> <laughs> this friendship is a chore. How dare you? <laughs> uh, Brad and Joel are the two people. Thank you, Brad and Joel. Aww. It sounded like I'd like added that in post, but I didn't. I just said it weird. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> it's your good friend, Mr. Black. Uh, so <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and, and Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. And you can also like us on Facebook and leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Patreon us up if you want some of those sweet, sweet Zombie Simpsons episodes. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. House felt the German way. Thanks again to Camille for joining us for this inaugural episode, kind of, for season seven, because we kind of tied yeah. <laughs> the premiere yeah. into the last one. Uh, thanks, Greg, for being back and not acting anymore. Hey, it's my pleasure. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And thank you, listeners. Keep watching the ski. Keep watching the ski.